Welcome to Design Your Life, a podcast where we explore applying design principles to everyday life. I'm your host and founder of Frost Collective, Vince Frost. Design Your Life is constantly trying to provide our listeners with engaging and helpful content. I talk with amazing people from all over the world about their lives and their careers, and I truly enjoy that. But in order to improve what we do and provide you all with content which you want to hear, we would love to hear from you. There's a link to a quick survey in the show notes and on the Design Your Life Instagram page. In three weeks' time, we will pick one respondent to win a one-hour personal coaching session with me. Thank you and stay safe. My guest today is Faustin Klazeri, a part-time heavy metal musician and a full-time creative. Faustin started off his career as a music video director and a record sleeve designer. Then quickly decided that it was time for him to pay his rent and eat proper food, so he became an art director at DDB Paris, where he developed campaigns for Volkswagen, Nike, Audi, and GQ. After a stint in London, Faustin's love for good cheese and mountains moved him to Amsterdam, where he was a creative director for Heineken. Now back in his homeland of France, Faustin is the creative head of TBWA Paris, alongside his old friend, Benjamin Marcel. Together they have toured around Russia with a heavy metal band and helped TBWA Paris become the most awarded agency of the Cannes Lions 2019. Welcome, Faustin. Welcome to Design Your Life and the DNAD special series. Thank you. Um, tell me about your job. You, you work at TBWA in Paris. What do you do? Yes, I'm the... I'm the executive creative director mm-hmm. there. Uh, we are a team, actually. I'm working with um, Benjamin Marshall, and we're not on the call today uh, because my English is slightly better <laughs> than his. Um, you speak very good English, and, uh, by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, I had a chance to work in um, London a little bit okay. and in Amsterdam. Okay. And and um, and yeah, so both of us are in charge of the creative department uh, in Paris, and uh, and you know we we worked on the Dagomap project along with a, a creative team. Uh, they are François Clou and Swan Richard. So I have to name these guys because they are amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's very important to uh, uh, credit the team that's been involved in the project. Exactly. So, so it's very important. Uh, Sorry, yeah, yeah. No, go on. And so, so basically, um, uh, tell me how the idea came about. And is it is it a project that was like a pro bono project that was kind of a, a selfish initiated project, or was it? How did it come about? Uh, yeah, it, it was it was a, for sure a proactive idea uh, because we uh, we uh, we knew the client before, but we um, it was not based on the brief. It was a. Uh, it was more a, a reaction on uh, on, uh, on the news. You know, we are we are reading a newspaper in the morning, and I read an article about three uh, D printed guns, mm-hmm. and the idea came up like this. You know, oh, we should uh, let's do something about it, and we have this client uh, that we know, Dagoma. Let's let's involve them. So very quickly, we presented them the the idea, and uh, of course, and they they loved it. And uh, and after that, the big challenge was to to make it happen. Mm. But uh, it was not based on the brick. Uh, it's not. It's a, it's a rather. They are the number one uh, printing company in Europe. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's a, it's um, 
still a new world and uh, the uh, 3D printing printing uh, companies are even if you are number one in Europe you're still rather unknown <laughs> mm. so it's not a I, I, had I, a, I know in the US sorry yeah, yeah. I had a look at their website uh, Dagoma's website and it's incredible what they do with the 3D printing no they are really uh, moving forward and even if they are small they are uh, evolving fast and um, they of course, all these guys are kind of pioneers in their business. Mm-hmm. And you won a black pencil. I mean, it wasn't just a white pencil, right? It wasn't just an impact award, or was it a? I got that right. Yeah, exactly. That? It was. A, we won the the, the black pencil at yeah, the impact. Exactly. Incredible. Yeah, it was, uh, crazy. Yeah, crazy, crazy. <laughs> I, couldn't, you, did, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Did you ever imagine that that would happen? Uh, to be honest, it's such a a crazy accomplishment that to me. It's the highest um, honor you can get in this job. So we are already uh, been used to have, to win a, a yellow pencil last year, mm-hmm. and to win a black pencil at the impact was uh, it's crazy. I still don't believe still don't believe it. <laughs> well, and that's just the value of of a great idea. I mean, it's a phenomenal <laughs> idea and very disruptive too, because you've actually probably saved loads of lives uh, with this idea. Yeah. We, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to tell. I know that you, you asked the question later on, but it's um, hard to, to have a statistic, statistic sorry, on this subject because it's, uh, uh, we don't know yet how many, uh, how many guns are, you know, uh, have been printed or used. Or, uh, um, but it's sure that in France, it's, um, it's important because, uh, for example, even if the, the problem is bigger in the U.S., uh, it's in the U.S., it's quite easy to have access to um, to real guns. Mm. In France, it's banned. So, I guess it's it's a big temptation for criminals or to 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 print a gun because mm. it's easier. And who would so who would ever have, who would ever have thought it was a thing? I mean, hopefully, uh, Dagoma are not printing guns. <laughs> yes, no, no. Who could believe it would work? And uh, it's uh, it's quite crazy. But uh, but uh, I. I, I listen, um, uh, had a lot of press uh, like a few months ago because I think someone killed people with a 3D gun uh, in Germany. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I know that uh, they talk, in the news in Germany, they talked about Dagoma really? because of that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. They so talked uh, about what they were doing to stop, stop, uh, you know, like ex- um, disrupt the whole thing? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. I, it was an example, of course. Well, you've got you've got a lot of um, press, a huge amount of coverage um, with the project. I guess the key thing for me is to kind of understanding how and the listeners how it all came about. You know, um, how the idea came about and how you actually went about making it happen. Yeah. So the so the idea was really quite um, quite. I mean, it was an idea, so it was quite quick. But then the, I think the biggest part on, uh, was to make it happen. Because these kind of campaigns are always uh, prototypes. Mm. Uh, you, you discover new challenges at every step of the of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, of course, you know we, uh, for example, uh, the, 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 it was not that hard to to find all the files. You know, we uh, we found them so a lot of them ourselves. We also asked uh, the Dagoma community to to send us all the files they could get. And then we modified them, and it was not that hard because we have, you know, we have 3D designers in house, 
So it was a long, uh, a long process, but you know, manageable. But then the, it was more difficult to uh, to seed them uh, in the in the in the dark web. Mm-hmm. That was the, our the main main problem because we, of course, you can still find some of the some files on the on the internet. So it was easy, you know, using VPNs or posting the the fake files from cyber cafe or so you not traceable. It was easy. But then if you want to have access to the dark web. You know, it's not enough just to to have the a Tor uh, browser and and just use it. You have to you have to know the process. So we got in touch with um with a few hackers that were happy to help, and uh, and thanks to them we managed to really locate the the, the files uh, everywhere and without being noticed. Wow, that's incredible. It's, uh, yeah, it was a. I still don't understand exactly how it works, <laughs> but, uh, but you know they did it. <laughs> yeah. So basically, was that just for for France or was it for the world? It's for the world because the, um, I think there are no boundaries, you know, mm. on internet and especially the dark web. You know, it's, it's not a you have files from everywhere. Everywhere they have, they have the same name, the same same component. So you can't really target the market, which is good. <laughs> yeah, well, it obviously takes it would take hours to print a gun um, from the blueprint, and for them to find out that it's been altered slightly, or you know, uh, to to stop it from working properly, must have been phenomenally frustrating for people. Exactly, exactly. At some point, we were scared that uh, maybe a weirdo could. Uh, Come up to the agency with a real gun, seeking for vengeance. Let's not suggest that. <laughs> no, maybe you shouldn't. Uh, yeah, you're no longer working in Paris. Radio. You're in a secret location somewhere in the world. Um, <laughs> but I, I guess you know TB TBWA uh, has probably entered awards a lot around the world for various kind of advertising projects. Um, this is a very different category altogether, isn't it? Yeah, sure. No, sure. It's. Um, it's uh, it's it's this kind of uh, opportunity give us uh, the chance to um, to change the way we work and uh, to learn a lot. Also, uh, uh, of course, it's um, you know we are also working on a very traditional companies such as uh, such as McDonald's, for example, or, or supermarkets or things like mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And uh, you, so you you, can, you cannot really compare, but uh, it's true that it's um, it's really crazy to have such a huge media attention for a project like this but it's not something you can promise to any regular client because no. uh, uh, you know it's, uh, it's down to the subject also to a timing and um, so you can't you can't really replicate the success of the campaign because it's so irrational mm. and of course people are more more uh, uh, um, easier to, to get people that, to grab people's attention with guns and with a burger, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Thank> God. <laughs> and does does the agency encourage this type of project? Of course, you know, we are. Um, to us, it's very important because um, we want to be, you know, at the edge of the of our of our industry. It, to us, it's very important to to. Uh, we are challenged every day by smaller companies or more agile companies. You know, we are seen as a as a network as a kind of advertising giant mm-hmm. and we want to, we don't want to be seen like that because we are our agency is full of uh, young talent and we want to show the world that we are 
you know, still at the uh, forefront of the of the advertising industry. Mm. Yeah. And uh, it's also good for to, and it's also good for us, you know, for our just our creative brains, you know, <laughs> to sometimes uh, escape from the regular work and also um, try stuff, uh, innovate. It's, uh, for the company, but also for the creative at the agency. Yeah, yeah. Did, did did the agency give you a certain amount of time? Did they limit it, or was it open? Uh, it's not really a discussion. You know, it's really um, there is no process. It's uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, we have totally total freedom to do that. Of course. Mm. Well, that's that's great that the, that the company encourages that. I've done quite a few podcasts yeah, yeah. recently, and and found a lot of other companies are doing the same. Um, but a lot of the creatives are working in their spare time after work, weekends, just to make it happen as well. Mm, some, sure. some are more yeah, complicated than others, you know, in terms of the amount of time involved. No, it's true that it's uh, always uh, it takes a lot of time, you know, after work. But also, we we, we give the the creative team all the time they needed to to make it happen properly, even during the daytime. You know, it was not a uh, it's considered like uh, as a as a, as any client, you know, not a, not any different. So was it? Did you treat it any differently to you did to uh, how you treat a client project? No, no, we say it's the same. Even even if it's if it's a new project, and of course you know it's not a it's a it's not a money based project. You know we we we're not doing it to 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 make money. It's uh, it's uh, because we want to work for the cause and also uh, uh, we want to innovate. But uh, it's not because we are not making money out of it that we. Uh, don't consider it as a, um, any other client. And I don't know if I'm clear, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's um, it's uh, we didn't do it for the money. For sure. You're doing it for the right reasons, but as as a result of that, you've got some great attention and PR from it as well, which is good. True. So it's a kind of win-win situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just out of interest, how many 3D guns are are printed in the world, you know, or in circulation? I think it's impossible. It's almost impossible to tell. Uh, I know that, for example, when the when all the world started to speak about it, like a bit like two, something like two years ago, uh, I think 100,000 uh, files had been downloaded at that time. Mm. Uh, so uh, it must be uh, it, it must have tripled from now. But the, um, uh, but then you don't know how many uh, you can track uh, the, how many files have been downloaded, but how many files have been printed is impossible to tell. Mm. Because, uh, you know, I think uh, lots of um, 3D printers are, are not capable of printing uh, a gun. You know, it's, you need a, um, uh, I don't think you can print a proper gun with a really low-end uh, printer. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, hard, it's really hard to tell. Uh. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And you know, for example, in the U.S., uh, less than ten percent of the um, of the household own the 3D printer, but more than forty percent of the household own a real gun. <laughs> so uh, we still have time before 3D pr- pr- 3D guns, um, you know, overcome uh, a real guns. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, just what what were any of the challenges you guys had in terms of with the team in terms of facing? The execution of the project, you know, making it happen. Yeah, but as I told you, I think the the main uh, the main problem was to um, how to seed the the files. 
the rest was um, pretty easy, you know. Changing changing the um, the three D print um, blueprint was easy. It was long but uh, doable. Um, so yeah, no, uh, the the main problem was to to see them, get in touch with the right people, and make sure that uh, the idea doesn't just uh, stay in our mind. That really goes live and uh, and exists somewhere in the world, you know, on the dark web where all the blueprints are actually located. Mm. Uh, once it was done, you know, we just waited a little bit that you know it. Um, we have to give time for you know users to to download the fake files before we go public and say, "Hey, look at what we did." Mm. Because honestly, we want we we had to we don't because if you if you make it public uh, right away, you know people are are going to um, be careful with the files they download. We had to wait a little bit. How long did you wait for before you you know before it went, when it went into circulation before you announced to the world the project was it like months or weeks or what Oh yeah yeah I think we I, we waited some for I would say 6 months mm. something like 6 months yeah yeah Wow, that must have been really interesting we, uh, to see whether you know were you all sitting there thinking oh I wonder if it's going to work I wonder how many people have downloaded it um yeah no, it's true yeah, you um, you don't really know how it's going to and you you have no no proof, you know, you, you cannot tell. So we we identified a few a few comments online. You know, people like were um, unhappy with it. Uh, we saw some uh, uh, people involved in the three games uh, in the U.S. You know, like uh, that we are really uh, almost treating us. You know, like what the fuck? You know, what what, what did they do? And. Uh, mm. uh, but uh, some people say, you know, it's uh, you are crazy, it's dangerous because uh, someone could arm himself. You know, if the gun doesn't work and it explode in his hands, you know, it could uh, it could be dangerous. But we uh, we made sure that the gun were unusable, so you you can't you basically you can't um, uh, assemble the gun with the the parts we created. So right. you'll never be able to shoot anything with it. Right, right. That's good. Wow. So, so in terms of, so this is like you started this project about three years ago. Is that what you said? Uh, I would say, oh, no, no, it was, uh, it was, I think we started two years ago. Yeah, I would yeah. say, no, I, 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 I have a terrible uh, problems with uh, timing, so uh, I forgot. No, no, me too. But, so, so this, pro- <laughs> so the project's finished now. Is it done? Like, or, or is it, or oh, yeah. are they still in existence? Uh, so it's um, the project is done. I mean, you know, the files are still uh, out there. And, um, but now our um, our client uh, has become an expert of 3D guns in France. So it's funny that uh, uh, he, he has been called by the and his work is collaborating with uh, the police on a regular basis. Mm. Uh, he's working with a specialized cell in, based in Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also collaborating with a school of uh, criminal science in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was. Just told yesterday that he has been got in touch. He got in touch with the um, European Commission recently. To so now he's really an expert, and it's uh, it's funny to see that the project is is uh, still living, but differently now. Yeah. So is this the the Dagoma team? Yeah, yeah. The Dagoma team now is uh, oh. really they have been as they have been identified as you know as the expert uh, wow. of the cause. So That's amazing. Uh, yeah, no, it's really it's great. So you're back to doing hamburger advertising? 
Exactly. And uh, they have all the fame. They have all the fame. Well, thanks to you. <laughs> so, what what other projects are you working on? What what um, are you doing? Any other kind of for good projects? Yeah, so we 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 launched a new project for Dagoma this year. Uh, was about um, uh, plastic, you know. Uh, uh, it was for, we released it uh, for Christmas at the time where you you buy lots of um, uh, you know uh, uh, toys for your kids, mm-hmm. and all these toys are made of plastic, mm-hmm. and they have no uh, spare parts. You know, if you break a toy, usually mm-hmm. you have to put it in the bin. Mm-hmm. So tons and, and tons of uh, plastic. Uh, are put in the bin every year because toys are not um, repairable. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, with Dagama, we created a database of spare parts. So mm-hmm. uh, if you break your Millennium Falcon, you know, and you, you're just missing a part, you can find it on the on a new platform we designed with Dagama. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, hopefully less plastic are going to be thrown away every year mm-hmm. uh, thanks to this idea. Mm. Oh, I, can, I can send you the. I can send you a video if you want to have a look. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I send you that when I'm back at the agency, so you can have a look. Mm. And uh, uh, how long have you been a executive creative director for? So uh, it was a four year in uh, September. Mm. So it's a four year and a half. And is it a big agency? Uh, uh, yeah. TBWA. Yeah, it's something like the third biggest agency in France. Mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, I think uh, Publicis and Avas are the number one and two, and TBWA go third. So yeah, now we are still uh, one of the uh, biggest agencies. And have you seen uh, a trend in 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 France in terms of uh, you know the climate change? Whether you know creative organizations are getting more focused on trying to do to do good? Yeah, for sure. It's not only, yeah, yeah, in France and all around the world. Um, you know, um, advertising, advertisers try to, to, you know, I wouldn't say save the world because it's a, it's a big world, but trying to help, you know, we, um, uh, because we, we are, now you can do more than just um, warn people. Uh, I would like uh, years ago you were just able to say, hey, you know, uh, be careful, or you, you could sensibilize people to uh, to a problem. And I think the, what we can do now is can we can help uh, solving the problem. Uh, so it's uh, that's quite interesting. You know, we we don't with with Ben, uh, my partner, we don't buy uh, ideas anymore to our team that are just you know a film or printed. Um, that warn people for about climate change or three vegans. We 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 are looking for ideas that you can that can actually uh, help changing the problem, mm. and that's something new. That you can, and thanks to the to digital and all the new technologies, uh, it's something you can do now. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't work all the time, but that's the the goal we have. Yeah, you can start doing it now rather than wait for the future um, or just campaign for others to do good. You can actually yeah, get, yeah, you can get in there and work on your projects you have now to uh, do some positive uh, steps towards uh, reducing kind exactly. of our global footprint. Exactly. So it's a, it's a big problem. <laughs> Advertising can solve everything, but you know, if we can help a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so does does every year TBWA kind of put together a competition or something to kind of gr- uh, attention, you know, to uh, uh, get the various teams to start thinking about how they might tackle a project, self initiated project? Yeah, of course. It's a, yeah, it's an ongoing process. You know, it's a, um, we encourage teams to um, uh, to work proactively to. Uh, to uh, you know, to read newspapers, to read the news, to go on, on the web, and uh, you know, find new subjects, find uh, find causes and things we can explore. Um, and TBWA has always been involved with you know ONGs, and uh, uh, they made long time before we we came with them. Huh? They they, were, they made amazing campaigns for Amnesty International mm-hmm. or uh, AIDS, you know, which is again, uh, it's a French ONG uh, to fight against AIDS. So it's, it's a, it has always been a tradition at TBWA parents to to help ONGs and to to have a, to save time and money for this kind of organization. So we are mm-hmm. just continuing the the fight, but you know, in a more uh, technological way because now we have new means and mm-hmm. and new ways to do it. Um, being, a, being a creative person like like me, are you, are you constantly thinking of new ideas? Are you, are you things that keep you awake at night that worry you or that you think need solving problems that need solving for the, for the better of humanity? We try to. We try to. <laughs> it's not always easy, but you know you have to keep a bit of your uh, of your brain focused on that. So. Mm-hmm. And, and you know we are. I'm, I'm the creative director, so I'm, I'm in charge of uh, uh, helping, also listening and helping creative teams when they come up with ideas and try to make them better and help them making happen. So, mm-hmm. uh, of course, it's not only me, but all the, the creative department. So, mm-hmm. I think my role is to to make the whole creative department uh, uh, curious and uh, eager to to work on these kind of ideas. How do you do that? Because obviously that, that's actually a real skill. Uh, a lot of creative people uh, find it hard to um, you know, manage or inspire or delegate to other creatives. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it, of course it's, uh, you know, it's not because you've been a creative once that you become a good uh, creative director, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but we, um, we work with them a lot. You know, we are, it's a kind of, um, even if you were big, uh, we we still keep this uh, kind of workshop spirit, mm-hmm. and uh, so we, we we love to to spend time uh, with the creative teams in our office and chat with them and you know work on ideas and help them. Uh, we try to not to spend too much time with the clients and the account people. <laughs> Maybe don't try that, but uh, <laughs> but but uh, you know we still. Uh, we still have fun. Uh, we, we still want to be creative in a way. So, uh, so we, 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 our pleasure is to be uh, with teams and uh, and chatting and working on ideas together mm-hmm. and help them. Have you found that clients have changed uh, lately in terms of do you find them uh, wanting you to be more creative or to be focused on being more sustainable? Um, are they coming to you for those kind of for that need? Yes, I think the. Um, I mean, for the sustainability, sorry, uh, sustainability is for sure now uh, a concern for them. So, mm-hmm. they, but you know, they are uh, they are all at very different speed. Uh, mm. So some of them are in advance, some of them are really late, uh, some of them 
can't really do anything about pollution, you know, but they are trying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just different speed and it's the same, but you know, they are all concerned, of course, as we are, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and about creativity, same thing, you know, you, you it really depends on the client. Some of them are really in advance. Some of them want uh, uh, creative work. Some of them are very conservative. It's, there, is, there is no trend about it. It's really down to a few people. And is it true you have a heavy metal band? It's true. How do you know that? <laughs> I have no idea. It's true. <laughs> How heavy uh, is it? Oh, really heavy. No, we... Um, we, um, it's kind of, uh, what can I say? It's between Queen of the Stone Age and, uh, and, uh, uh what can I say? Uh, some super heavy band like uh, Napalm Death. So it's really, Gee. really, um, yeah, we love the, um, hardcore, uh, all kind of, uh, yeah. We, but it's funny because we met, uh, Ben, uh, the, my partner is actually the singer of the band. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we, we are the band before we work together in advertising. Is it it's singing funny. or is it screaming? Yeah, it's more screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. We'll, we'll, we might put some on the uh, on the track on the on the podcast. Um, uh, yeah, but that's cool. That's, for sure. that's cool. You've got another another outlet too, another creative outlet. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. We we don't really have time to play anymore. Well, we still do, but uh, less and less because you know we are old. We have kids now, so it's not the same game. <laughs> and we have more responsibilities and more work, but uh, still fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Um, what's your plans for the future with uh, your role? Uh, I think the first thing would be to to keep my role. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, the, the, I don't, don't want to be pessimistic, but the the advertising industry is a kind of shrink, shrinking every day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, so we want to keep the fun and, uh, and as much as we can. So we are pitching a lot, of course, to, to make the, our business sustainable for us. But, uh, um, you know, for now I'm happy like that. So if I can carry on, uh, in the next few years, the same way, I would be happy. Yeah. And, but, and, and, you know, I'm still happy and, uh, Happy to do it. So, if in five years I want to do something else, uh, maybe I will. But uh, for now, we are uh, fighting to um, to keep TBWA uh, uh, a great agency and a place uh, where the best creative uh, want to work. Yeah, yeah. So that's our main uh, main challenge. And, and with, so far, so good. With uh, <laughs> with the awards you got for DNA at DNAD, did you also get awards for this? Um, for the harmless gun elsewhere as well, other competitions. Yes, yes, yes. We won uh, awards almost everywhere we entered the the project. Wow! So I think yeah, it won it won big in Cannes. Uh, it won big in the in the in France also in our local um, award shows. And uh, no, it I think it won almost everywhere. It was really a, a well recognized idea. It was a. And it's interesting that it's like yeah, what, now what. You know, how, how can you do a better idea? Yeah, it's true. It's so hard. And, um, but, you know, maybe we won't get a better idea this year, but, you know, maybe the next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always the same, you know. When you have a success, you're like, wow, well, we'll never do the same again. And I guess we'll find another idea for another brand or something totally different, but mm. that makes us happy in the same way. I guess it must have surprised your team, too, the uh, the attention that this got and the success that it got. 
That's true. I think the, our main job is to keep their heads cool now because uh, it, they are a young team, you know, mm. and it was their first uh, big success. And, mm. uh, uh, but, you know, it, it gave them a lot of uh, motivation to carry on and, uh, and keep working. So, and confidence, I guess. And, of course, confidence, confidence, of course. They've all left and started their own agencies. <laughs> uh, thanks to the thanks to the to the economic context, you know, it it won't happen. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are things tough in in Paris? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is a little bit. Lots of pitches and uh, uh, all of the business is tough at the moment. But yeah. maybe we will. But uh, uh, maybe our next project is to print. Um, uh, 3D pills for coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Well, people are desperately looking for the cure. I mean, that's the power of ideas. I mean, ideas, design, you know, fixing the world is like, it's incredible what we can do as human beings. Sure. Of course. Well, I think we will. We will go through this. And what about the, the fires in your country? I think it's a, uh, Thanks to the rain, so it's over now. I think it's predominantly finished, and it was this. Yeah. Know, obviously, you know, Christmas and entering into the new year was pretty scary here. Um, but it's again, yeah. you know, that's kind of gone quieter. Um, but still, the emphasis on uh, global warming and you know sustainability is really top of mind and very much in everyday conversation with our clients and our teams, and in the news mm. and. Um, but now, the, with the virus happening, it's like a that's just like a nut, the next thing. It's just like, you know, oh my God, we know what's next. You know, how are we going to tackle this? What can we do? Um, you know, because it does you don't want to kind of take away the focus of uh, you know, uh, global warming, for example. Yeah, not true, true. Because it's uh, it's there. It's, it's more important than the coronavirus for sure. So, um, but hopefully, it won't start again next year. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm interested to hear about, you know, what Paris is doing, working towards lowering environmental damage by wanting to ban outdoor heaters for bars and restaurants. Have you heard about that? Uh, not really. No, 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 no. Okay. It was on the uh, news recently. I just I thought it was interesting. Ah, okay. Um, uh, I missed that. You know, I was, uh, I was away uh, for the last two weeks. Uh, I was sh shooting a film uh in South America, so I, I guess I missed uh, some of the news. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's a lot of, as a lot of ways, some countries are obviously banning plastic, single-use plastics. I heard on the news again this morning, I can't remember where it was. Oh, it was Hobart, actually. It was actually Tasmania uh, is banning single-use plastics for, you know, takeaway for restaurants and cafes and stuff. Um, okay. I, I think it's really cool to, that people are starting making a real stance against... Uh, you know, this, this ridiculous waste that we have. No, I think people are more and more concerned about it. There is no, there are no laws like this, but, uh, uh for example, McDonald's stopped uh, using, um, uh, plastic straws this mm -hmm. year in France. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just one tiny example, but it shows that the, the process is, uh, starting. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you think of the millions of straws they would use, you know, in one yeah, city. Yeah. Let alone the world. It's true. It's true. They are so big that such a small decision can make big difference. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has there been any response from other three D printing companies uh, on the back of this? <laughs> um, it's, 
So I know that they are collaborating with uh, two smaller companies, mm-hmm. but to be honest, um, no news from the big ones, you know, from the, the, the NASDAQ companies haven't called Degoma yet. Mm-hmm. So even if the software is um, usable by everyone, uh, no, the, the big the big sellers are haven't uh, haven't called. So uh, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, to be honest, I have no idea what they are doing at the moment. So is uh, are they um, are they also doing something against 3D games? I don't know. Mm. Uh, How do you find a balance in your life uh, if you've got kids and you're working and, you know, I certainly found having kids and working and running a business and being, you know, working on creative projects, it can get really uh, stressful at times and be quite a lot of hard work. Um, do you find that? Uh, yes, I, I found a balance uh, between, yeah, work and family, but uh, uh, I had sacrificed music a little bit, for example. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, my, my my life is quite binary at, at the time. Uh, uh, for now, it's uh, it's work during the day and the family during the the night and weekends. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you know, I have no time for uh, music or sports. Or it's uh, I have to wait for my kids to grow up a little bit so I can uh, have time for me again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, the, the balance is fine because I can. I can uh, do stuff with my kids, so I still have time for them. That's the most important thing. Uh, but after that, nothing else. <laughs> yeah, have you heard about the the French diet or the Mediterranean diet? Supposed to be the healthiest and one of the healthiest in the world, which is really interesting. So you know your your your, your um, baguettes and you know cheeses and you know red wine. <laughs> yeah, weirdly enough, you know we are not that uh, fat. <laughs> but if yeah. you, if you, uh, it's true. No, no, I have to be very careful with what I eat for sure. But um, yeah, hopefully I don't have to do a lot of sport to stay uh, in sh- more or less in shape. Lucky <laughs> you! I'm living in the wrong country. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, but <laughs> you're living in the right country because you have a, you can you, you have a, a beautiful oh, weather. That's true. You have good a, lifestyle. You have the sea. You have a good lifestyle. You know. Mm-hmm. So, if I want to do sports, I have to run in the rain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really... yeah, yeah. <laughs> or do do sport in the in the gym. I remember running. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 do you still do sport? Yeah. Or uh, I, I, what do you do? Well, I, I walk my dogs. I got two French bulldogs. Um, just okay. on, on that theme. Um, don't, they don't walk very far, unfortunately. But I do go to the gym a couple times, <laughs> two or three times a week, which is uh, um, which is good. Oh, okay. well, not bad. Yeah, I'm yeah. impressed. Yeah, thank you. Well, well done. I'll send you <laughs> photographs. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, look, it's been it's been really uh, wonderful uh, catching up with you, um, uh, Faustin. It's been so cool to um, get to know you and hear all about the project. I'm very excited oh. about your, you know, the success you've had with that. And that you've, you, you and your team have kind of had an idea, and you saw it through to, to reality and brought it into the world, and you made such a phenomenal impact, which is uh, obviously well deserving that you, you won a black pencil. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for the call and your interest. And uh, it was also a pleasure for me to start the day like this. So yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so no, no, right. thank you. I, I hope you you got everything, and uh, it's not easy to. To talk in English, you know, sometimes, but uh, 
No, no, it's, it's, it's been it was very, a pleasure. It's it was been, a pleasure. It's been very good. If you need a, if you have any other question, call me again. Huh? No problem. Okay. Oh, excellent. excellent. Okay. Au revoir. All right. Have a good day. All right. Good you. night. Bye. <laughs> bye. 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 If you enjoyed this episode and found it inspiring, please don't forget to review or subscribe.